Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If he unwraps his turban, I think there's just another little Nick Cannon playing drums. I think when he unwraps his turban, there's a face on the back like Voldemort in that uh, in that Harry Potter movie, just whispering bad things to him. You are a good boy, and then Voldemort got attached, and now you're what is the Jews are taking away everything. <laughs> like Voldemort, please, I'm trying to host Wallin out. We've got a rap battle coming up. I don't remember my lines. Please, Voldemort, I got a rap about Lavelle Crawford. Stop <laughs> talking to me. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exceptional, beautiful episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep, so deep, put your ass to sleep into the world of Black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove that Tracy Morgan is just the Black Andy Kaufman. We are having fun today, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Langston Kerman. I'm having a good day. I saw a Mexican man get in a fight at FedEx because they wouldn't let him spend time in there just because he wanted to take his mask off and relax at the FedEx. And they said, no, no, sir, you have to leave. And then he said, fuck you. This is why Amazon is beating y'all ass. And we all lost in that moment. You know what I mean? There were no winners. We all felt like losers when that was all finished. But you know who's not a loser? It's my guest. Today, oh, I have a, a beautiful, wonderful guest who I'm so excited to have here today. He's a hilarious comedian, perhaps my most problematic friend. Uh, he, he's a writer, he's a stand-up comedian. You know him from such 
Beautiful Works as Big Mouth on Netflix. Uh, he has an amazing special on Comedy Central called Playlist. So funny. Give it up for my dear friend, Mr. Jack Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Jack Knight, everybody. Welcome. How are you, sir? That, that was like the first time I've heard applause. Yeah, it's like crowd. It's kind of nice. We're right? not gonna have multiple people in one room clapping for like two more years, and that felt so <laughs> nice to just hear people in unison agreeing on something for once. Just like even hey, if it's fictional, fucking we yeah. like this guy, Bruno Mars. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking like that guy. Bruno's never hurt anybody. He's a good no, guy. He's just he's just a little man who liked to jump. He likes to jump. He likes to do cocaine, and he likes to to sing about it. It's great. There's no world where you can't do cocaine as Bruno Mars. Yeah, what is he supposed to do? Heroin? You know I mean? No. No, that's he, ha what I mean. he has to have a substance. If he drinks, then he's going to be like an angry short drunk, which is always right. the worst type of personality. You don't want Bruno to be self-aware. You don't no, want I him to think like, oh, maybe women shouldn't like me because I'm short and like racially ambiguous in a way that's not cool. You know right. what I mean? I want him to get high on cocaine and go through my Uber log and see where I went this week. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to be that kind of cocaine high. And he's just popping his chest while yeah. he goes through he's it. like, oh, you went to motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, wow. Yeah, nice weekend. His band is behind him, just cheering him on while he reads. I, I love his band because you can tell they're his niggas because all of them have receding hairlines and are kind of fat and uh -huh. like look like regular dudes. Like they're not uh -huh. Bruno Mars. Like most of the time they'll just have. If it's Chris Brown, it'll be four other sexy light skinned niggas behind yeah. him. Yeah. Or if it was like any R&B singer, they'll have someone that at least mirrors the lead singer. Yeah, Meg, Meg the Stallion's girls all match her. All it's, thick, all big, all Amazonian women. Yep. Bruno Mars, it's him, the Mexican nigga from FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> A dude named Charlie, another guy who looks like Ruben Stutter, but James. Can't sing. His name James. James. Bro. Everybody, it's like he, whoever drove his car that day is now in the band. You're in the band. You play trombone now, James. God. They, they all look 47. They're 47 and in Hawaiian shirts. It's a beautiful thing. Jamming. Good crew. Jamming. Uh, what a beautiful crew. What a beautiful good for them. man. I'm happy you're here, Jack. This we, is fun. Uh, you perhaps are my most uh, conspiracy theory invested friend. I don't think that I have a friend who invests in them more than you. I'd be really wanting to know what these niggas be talking about. Sure. And by these niggas, who are you referring to? <laughs> it depends on what, what the nigga is of the day. Like, I don't have any real hobbies other than looking up shit that don't matter. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've gone on deep dives on Terry Crews. I've gone on deep dives on Jason Derulo. This is a recent one. Jason Derulo, is a, I'm a big fan of everything he's been doing. Oh, yeah. Jason uh, Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he, he he is, and this is maybe if I'm a guest on the show again, I have a very concrete fact, not theory, fact. Yeah. That no straight, cis, black man should be in theater. Okay. That is a queer space, if not feminine space, and it's a space for you to grow and accept yourself and to figure out who you are and what you mean mm -hmm. to this earth. As a cis, black man, we already have a lot of spaces we can occupy. Sure, and, and Jason jumped in that too quick. You're giving a lot of confidence to a nigga who's starting off with confidence. Ah. So that's just too much fucking confidence, and now he's just fucking doing too much shit. <laughs> now he's got slits in his beard, yeah. and don't know what to do with it. <laughs> now, now he oils up his body to go to bed. So it's just like, we did too much with him. 
I like my sheets to be slippery too. Right. It's like, what does that yeah. mean, Jason? Let my son be straight, bro. I want to be a midnight summer dream. No, nigga, play, get this ball and go hoop. No. Well, I guess this is a version of progress. I'm not sure. <laughs> I you 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 know we we didn't come here to necessarily talk about Jason Derulo because you sent mm-hmm. in uh again what I would argue is a dear maybe, to my heart topic. It's a I I guess so. It's a difficult topic that we're gonna have to do some real careful deep diving in, and perhaps the most problematic topic that we've gotten so far. I'm excited to get into it with you, but you said my mama told me single moms raise gay niggas. Yeah. Tell me more. That is a very <laughs> insanely misogynistic, <laughs> insanely anti-woman way and insanely homophobic thing that I've heard my entire life is that the majority of black women who are single mothers are prone to raise quote unquote sissies or quote unquote dick suckers. Yes. So so essentially because your dad is not there present you to, are- to 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 teach you to not suck dick. How to? How that to is get that is what a dad. <laughs> a, a mother teaches you how to love. A mother teaches you how to be responsible. A mother teaches you how to like be a hu- full human being. And then your daddy comes in once a month, knocks on your door, go like, "Hey, nigga, don't be at this sucking dick." And then it works. You're good. You're if fine. If I need if I need help separating my colors and my whites when I'm washing, I gotta Mama. ask mom. But if I gotta get this taste for penis out of my mouth, then daddy's got to be around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And it all started, of course, with me. Anytime I would return, like, say, I was raised by my mom for the majority of my adolescence, and then my stepdad came in the picture around, like, my teenage years. But when I was a kid, I was always, like, very mama's boy, hide behind her leg. When anything goes wrong, I run to mom, and everyone was like, you gonna make that boy gay, Trina? Trina, right. you gonna make that boy gay? He gonna be running to you. He need to stand out here and shoot these fireworks. I don't know why right. niggas scared of the fireworks. He gay. <laughs> And so I'm in my head, like, I didn't know that I was gay. I thought I was just scared. Right. And so I would, when I was scared, I would run to my mom. But then it was a thing when I would talk to all my other black male friends who had only mothers in their house. And they had dealt with the same thing, that if a mother raised them, there was no masculinity being injected to them. And I truly, at a young age, like, that's not true. That's not a real thing. Then we had to babysit uh, my mom's friend who was going through financial troubles. And she had this son named Dede. And that nigga was gay. And that nigga, <laughs> and that nigga was so gay. And, and all was, these things are starting to come together like, oh, everything, shit. Everything that these niggas were saying, he was doing and was gay. And it had nothing to, at the time, it was just a whole bunch of barbershop talk being right. Right. And so he used to do, do this thing called the booty do. He named it. The nigga okay. was seven. And he used I, to call well, it, I'll say I'm glad that no one else named it. I'm glad that nobody. I mean, was, I mean, like, right. What you doing is the booty do, young man. <laughs> Get out there. So he was one of those like really sensitive little boys who like if you beat him at Mario Kart, he cries. Right. And I was like 13, 14. So I would just get mad about the fact that this little nigga was annoying. And so every single day he would do the booty do dance after he would, I would let him win at Mario Kart. Oh, this Almost, was a celebra- celebratory thing. Anything, anytime he got a fruit snack, do the booty do, do the booty do, do. And I know you're asking, the audience is asking, what is the booty do? I, it's when, it's, listen, I was going to get to it, but go it, ahead. It's when he gets on all fours, spreads <laughs> his legs so his knees are arching him back, and then he pops his booty like a gay leopard. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then he goes, do the booty do, do the booty do. And I'm 13 and I just started listening to Pusha T. So I didn't like none of this. <laughs> and so he, what he would do is he you would were like. Just, you were just now absorbing one of rap's most homophobic people. And, and I was had, like, what is this shit, bro? You had to deal with whatever those feelings were. I had an odd future hat on, nigga. It was, it yeah. was not, he was not in a good place to be doing the booty do. Right. Tyler wasn't <laughs> even out yet. This was. No, this is this early was, in the closet beating up gay people, Tyler. Yeah, he's saying that f word and it ain't ironic he nah, means nah, he, he means it and he's saying it to a mirror so. <laughs> <laughs> i do think that's a fascinating journey that hip-hop takes us all through is like hip-hop taught us to be homophobic for a really long time mm-hmm. and so you either did the work to realize that your heroes are dealing with their own shit and have problems or you just bought into everything that they were saying i just think that we're we're all just wrestling with like what our heroes taught us to to hate right as we were growing up and then deciding if we're going to be better people or just like rock with it you know what i mean i, I mean that was the underlining issue with the j cole no name beef mm-hmm was J. Cole was like, hey, stop telling me to read. Right. And No Name was like, no, nigga, read. (laughs) And then that was the whole argument. Basically, if you break it down to the, like, at the end of the day, I spent 25 years of like, nah, all the niggas who sold crack are the way I want, I want them to teach me how to live life. I want Tyler to teach me how to live life. I want Kendrick to teach me, schoolboy Q, drug addicts, full woman beaters, all of these horrible, horrible people because of their art. I was like, I'm going to learn from them. And then one day you get old enough and you're just like, ah, I got to unlearn all that shit. But then everyone's like, uh, why aren't you unlearning fast enough? And you're like, nigga, yeah. I, I just got to unlearn it. Nigga, hold on. Get my backpack down. Hold on. The beat hold just on. finished. Let me, hold, 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 let me get this out. Well, I've the unlearned forever. <laughs> the song's still stuck in my head. I can't, right. I can't right. fix this. Which isn't an it's excuse. A, like, J. Cole shouldn't no. use that like, as an excuse. You just got to sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to hold this L. Nigga, I did this wrong. And I think that's that's the challenge we're all sort of in the middle of is like uh, it's not so much finding excuses as it is settling into ourselves enough to be like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I got some work to do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're all defensive. So we're like, nigga, I'm going to do it. And it's like, no, it's okay. Just say you fucked up and move on from the thing. But with all that being said, there is a certain brand of single mother. I'll say brand. I won't Mm -hmm. I won't. Talk about oh, there they, we go. Nah, hold on, get, hold yeah. on. Wait, you, you're getting to to one of my favorite sections. This is exciting. You're about to get into a segment that I call "Talk That Talk." And I can <laughs> feel it. You're about to jump into something that you're about to talk some talk. You're about to explain some conspiracy. So go into it. You got 30 seconds. Launch. Go crazy. I genuinely do think, with my minimum amount of bell hooks knowledge, that there's a large portion of Black women or women of color who raise their kids and want to have the void that was filled by adult men that they kind of projected onto their child and make children wear Jordans when they want to wear fucking dinosaur shoes or they'll dress them up as Nipsey Hussle for Halloween or they'll fucking give them braids and make them look like what their boyfriend used to look like. And that projects a certain type of energy onto a nigga that might make them gay. Okay. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. Not make them gay. Make them gay is a weird way of saying it, but I do think it makes them a personality that could go left or right. And left yeah. or right isn't gay or straight, but it may, it, maybe they'll be a cornball. Maybe they'll motherfucking be a nigga who talks too fast. Maybe they'll have a stutter. But well, that- I think I think to your point, what what you're talking about is like the projecting of like these sort of adult 
wants and like expectations onto a child, which then forces the kid to now have to question the person they are in a way mm-hmm. that they like, we're all wrestling with who we become, but you don't need that shit added to you early. No, like I was always going to wonder if my dick is the right size. You ain't going right. to make me do that early. Right. Give exactly. me a second. They, I'll get and, to and it. if we, if you do it backwards, if you flip that and it's like a single dad raising his daughter and the dad is like, I want you to look like the bitches I fuck. Right. <laughs> Niggas will right. be losing their mind. <laughs> People right. will be, but we allow mothers to just be like, "Don't he look cute in here?" The nigga that I, like, you want to fuck your son, lady, and that's gonna do something to him psychologically. <laughs> that's gonna make him a weird nigga. I'm not saying gay niggas are weird, but he might be a gay nigga who is also weird. Right. <laughs> well, you put a bunch of expectations on him that had weird sexual connotations. Yes. And all this repressed shit. And we and let now, mothers get away with that. And now he can't figure it out. So if he should so happen to be gay. He also is going to be frustrated in his because he never even had a chance to like play with dinosaurs. He never even had a chance right. to like go outside and ride a bike and fall down because he has to wear skinny jeans because she fucked a nigga at the club when she was twenty two and he was wearing skinny jeans that night. <laughs> right. Sometimes you just need to let two triceratops boys kiss. Yeah, and then that that helps you figure out the the boys you want to kiss when you get older. There you go. But then having... she's standing over you like, hold on, can you hold this bottle of prosecco? And it's just like, <laughs> lady, get the fuck away from this nigga. I, you and I have talked about this a lot. Most of my fan base is uh, single moms for some reason. Fuck. Hey, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. You're doing great jobs. Just please stop making that nigga sit in your lap after the age of 12. It's hey, we're all uncomfortable. But (laughs) you see so many pictures on the internet where you know they're they're posting some picture of them posing at a thing, and it's like, damn, you made your son take that, huh? Yeah, bro. My mom used to do weird shit, dog. Like really, until my stepdad came along, my mom would do weird shit where she would like dress me up in outfits that were just very uncomfortable for a child to wear. Right. And then she would make me go to the mall and then she would make me take solo pictures. And then she would take all the pictures that she takes, like the pictures would be like me. And I'm like, I'm like holding a baseball bat over my arm and I look like I'm going to do some shit or I'll have like a big ball (laughs) in my hand or it'll be some shit where I'm stepping up some stairs, but I'm looking back and like, oh, where am I going? There's nothing. It's a room. (laughs) There's no other stairs. All right, baby. All right, baby. Now look back at it real quick. Yeah, I had to look look back at it. I almost had to do the booty do also niggas. (laughs) I I also. But that creates an energy. I was fortunate to still have my dad, but my parents divorced when I was, you know, four and my Mm -hmm. mom was single for a long time up until she remarried and had my sister when I was 10. So like it was a six year period where I was just an only child with a single mom. And I remember her like being like, okay, baby, today we're wearing matching outfits. Yes. And it's like, yes. Uh, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. This is I don't even like it me. when you hug me in front of my friends. Do you think I want to match with you? <laughs> she <laughs> was like, have us you, in lady? matching track suits and get her hair cut like mine. Go get some like, dick, lady. Damn. Stop this, mom. This isn't good for me. I don't Bro. I don't know that yet, but I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, because I knew as a kid, you don't know what projection is. But right. you do know when your mom is doing too much. Yes. You do this know, like, you're doing like too a, much, lady. Like, you are crossing a line. Yes. Stop crossing a line with me, lady. Yeah. I'm okay. a child. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, so this conspiracy theory is one that you've heard from multiple sources over the course of your life. And has, taking away the homophobia attached to it, I do think that there's some truth to it. Yes. Sure. Uh, 
have you ever felt like uh, the people that are that are telling you this are somehow like uh are are they homophobic when, when they're saying it to you or are they just saying it to you and then uh retroactively you're recognizing this is homophobic i think what they're trying to say is it is not good parenting to push all of your ideology as a black woman onto a young boy yes if that kid is identifying as a boy that can make them not really understand a lot of things that they need to learn there are things you need to learn as a man or things you can learn from another man and if there's women or mothers who are super protective and are super like i'm gonna do this with him they usually have to go learn this later in their life and then you're like a, a nigga who's 30 trying to figure out what what the rules are of football Right. And you're just like, so they take the ball over there, like, God damn, nigga, you ain't have no daddy or no cousins and no uncles right. or nothing. And to for teach years, you I would simple say that, shit. That, that socially we've conflated guys like that who don't follow like heteronormative rules and, and homosexuality. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, they are not the gay same. Gay is just thing. bad in their, like, for those black Ladies and gentlemen, that. you are here. Don't, first. Don't, edit that, don't edit that. Don't edit that weird. Don't edit that weird. Don't edit that weird. <laughs> To them, gay is bad. Jack to Knight them, to them, they consider gay is bad, and so they're just like, oh, they're just saying you're a bad parent. Yes. So instead of just saying all of the words, I think you're a bad parent. I think you need to look more inward and honestly take away how your feelings towards men and let your child raise and understand themselves and actually grow. They go, that nigga gay. Right. <laughs> instead yeah, it's of like. like What's the thing that's going to hurt you the most? They're being, they're being bitchy, really, yeah. is what it is. It's yeah. like you're, you're being little bitches and you go, he's gay. And you're yeah. like, because you want to cut me. And it's like, well, it's not, first of all, that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But also, stop saying that. That's unnecessary. Right. What are you doing? Then now the nigga don't even want to be gay. Right. Now he's Now, now you're, putting, you're pushing people into the, like, he's not, he's going to be weird. There's mm -hmm. no, like if you're just raised by a a, a psychotic single mother, you're gonna be weird, bro. That's you're just, gonna you're gonna match tracksuits. You're gonna have some weird shit to, to don't know what out. to tell you, dog. You're it's gonna be happening. a weird dude, man. You're yeah. not. You don't have all the pieces. It takes a village. It doesn't take one lady who has a Chanel purse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your mama had Chanel purses. My mom shopped at the thrift store. But my hey. mama, nah, my mama was getting <laughs> dick, man. My mom was out here fucking real niggas, bro. I knew my mom was getting good dick when she used to come home with like what shoes for me, but they weren't my size shoe. Oh. So like it would be like a foot too small or a foot too big. So that means right. that my mom fucked that nigga and he didn't listen to nothing. Yeah, that was what that was was he gave her his shoes. And she was like, <laughs> I got you something, baby. Right. And it ended up just being a grown ass man's shoes. And she's like, You'll grow into them. You'll or get you it. won't You'll, walk around you... floppy. It didn't cost me no money. He, he didn't make me come. I don't care about anything. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bust a nut. Put them on, baby. Go. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Cut them up, nigga. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. We will be back with more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Back, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Free Nick Cannon. Yeah. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. We're back here with more. My mama told me and more. Jack Knight. We are talking about the conspiracy that single mothers, single black mothers, raise gay niggas, and we are digging deep into it. And Jack, over the break, you showed me a picture of uh, Drizzy Drake. Mm-hmm. Who, who you said is a perfect example of, of what we were talking about in that he is not gay, but he is a weird motherfucker. Weird as fuck. Weird dude. Yeah. You can, you can tell he breastfed too long. Yes. Drake has real weird energy in that, like, he wants to be... His mom. He wants to be warm and kind, but mm-hmm. he, he's incapable of it, and he has, like, scaffolding in his house. Yeah. So it's like, where, where's the disconnect happening here, bro? The disconnect happened when he was six, when he really just wanted his mom to stop holding his hand in the mall. <laughs> there was one day where his mom kept holding his hand in the mall because he, she wanted him to be safe, but he just wanted to go touch stuff and be a boy. Right. And that led to him doing duck face in his mid-30s. Sure. This is also something we've talked about. The, uh, Drake also suffers from the white mom syndrome that many mixed kids struggle with. And as a person who is in a committed relationship with a mixed girl who has a white mom, Uh I will be exiting this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) 
I won't subscribe. I won't have any of this on the record. And I believe that a white mother can raise a black child just like a black mother can raise a black child. I have no qualms. I have no issues. Jack, why do you keep winking at me when you say this? I I have a gun to the back of my head right now. (laughs) Okay. So we've talked a little bit about what you were doing, and I did some research. I dug Mm -hmm. deep into what I could find of this conspiracy theory to see if I could unpack some of where it comes from and perhaps maybe even prove that it is, in fact, true. Unfortunately, it's a real hard thing to type in to Google. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't just type in single moms raise gay niggas and Google's like, did you mean is it doesn't No, Dr. Like Umar that. Johnson just knocks on your door and says, excuse me, brother, <laughs> welcome to the revolution. Welcome, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you finally woke up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did find some pretty interesting things. So most of the framing, and this is what makes your conspiracy theory to me especially interesting, is that you framed it as single moms raising gay niggas, right? Yes. Most of the research I unpacked actually frames it in uh, relation to the fathers. So it's absent fathers raise gay niggas. And that's, that just, that, that's just that's just Jada Pika Smith and that whole side of the culture that is just out to take down a good black man. Okay. How is everything our fucking fault? <laughs> Nigga, I was in jail. Don't make the nigga gay. <laughs> I love that you're like, this is homophobic. It's not right. We shouldn't be doing this. But then you're also like, bitch, stop blaming me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, fuck that. I hate that. I hate that anytime there is a problem, it's our fault. Sure. You even raised though, a little gay nigga. Who even though we were the one at? that left and, and yelled at him and called him you had, dirty You words. had nine months to make a decision on getting that gay nigga out of here. Wow. But you didn't. So raise the nigga right. Now I'm mm. mad. Now I'm hot. Now I'm upset. Mm. No, that's the incorrect way of framing it. You can frame anything like that. You can literally frame, you don't pay rent. Well, a man is the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what do we, so y'all aren't adults. Y'all well, have no responsibility. All right, bro. You've heard it. You've heard it here first, ladies. You have no responsibility, and this is y'all fault, not man's. So wait, so what do they mean by that? Like the absence of the father. Yeah, they 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 refer to something, and this is a fascinating term that I had not heard before. But they refer to something called father hunger, which is oh boy, it's it's a tough pill to swallow. I get ugly. You are disgusting. I'm gonna kill you. Give me two hundred dollars. You know what I mean? The father hunger is what they call it, but it basically refers to one's confusion about their sexual identity, a lacking in confidence in one's femininity or masculinity, and being rarely satisfied with what one has, and also becoming insecure or angry easily, acting uh, differently, childlike or grandiose in the father's presence, having an urge to please others especially father type people it goes on and on and on and on but basically the does this does this theory is, apply to uh daughters as well i they put in femininity but the focus of almost everything young boys is boys and okay. i should note that almost all of it is something that i found as i was researching it which is just highbrow homophobia It's like Mm -hmm. these people who are writing these really high end sort of like uh, peer reviewed essays where they just go gay is perverted and wrong. And uh, you can avoid that by being a good father and staying in a young boy's life. They're basically saying the F word with a pinky out. Yes. Oh, it's (laughs) it's an F word over T. (laughs) (laughs) It's an F word with like a polite uh, please in the beginning. Yeah. So wait. Okay. 
I don't think that other male figures in their lives can't do the job. I understand that a father is around 24-7, seven days a week, but mm-hmm. I do think that older cousins, brothers, uncles, male friends, the type of energy that good men do need to be around for a male or female or they or non-binary child to help them. Like You got to have a lot of perspectives to give to a child and just forcing one of a girl who goes out and sucks dick for Birkin bags is not going to raise the best nigga. Sure. And, no and, and that would also, I would, I would venture to guess and correct me if you feel differently. I would venture to guess that would still be true for men. That like, I said that in the beginning. Yeah. I said that, that in the very beginning. If you were raised by a dude, mm-hmm. you and just him, you got too much of an energy that also is bad for you. Like just going out and just doing pull-ups on street signs, nigga, sit down and right. come sit in here and drink this <laughs> latte, you fucking weirdo. Hey man, hey, how about we self-reflect today? How about we take a second to just dig into ourselves? Yeah, you know those fucking like father-son duos who like, my mama died and all I had was my dad and they, <laughs> they don't hug but they touch foreheads when they want to share love and you're just like, y'all niggas is weird, bro. Y'all did why she died? Cause now nah, this nigga too much. I remember and he got going, strong shoulder muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to my friend's house. One of my best friend in the world. He his his dad uh, had two more boys years after him, like fifteen years after him and his sisters were like you know born from this man. But uh, he just is raising two boys alone in like a very bad house. And so we went over there one time just to check on them, just to say hi, whatever. And then we just sat in the living room and watched them wrestle. And it was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is weird, bro. This ain't good for y'all, man. You're having fun. And I'm proud of you for, you know, making it through whatever this is. But I just, y'all are shirtless wrestling and I don't feel comfortable at all. There's a family friend named Kendrick who was like, like basically helped raised me as well like was one of the male figures in my house all the time that helped me out a little bit with mm-hmm. my dad being not around and he had a son named cyrus they had no his mom passed i think or she just wasn't around and um they were fucking weird yes. they, they were they were so fucking weird to me as a person who was being raised by a woman because when a dad is mad it's supposed to be the last straw mm-hmm. is a dad's anger you know your mom says stop your mom says stop your mom says stop your dad goes stop right you know what I mean? Well, like it's the, it's, it's the, because we we don't have the ability to work slowly through our feelings. Right. And whereas women can or at least a feminine energy sometimes has the ability to sort of compartmentalize and think through exactly what feeling needs to be here right now. We just give raw energy, which is like daddy yelling and like swinging something. And it's like but they had nobody to balance that out. So right. he would just start off with stop. And then they go, his son would be like. You stop. <laughs> and then it's just a stalemate of niggas saying stop. And they right. both big enough to throw hands. Right. And so they were just like, I guess we throw hands and nothing was ever learned. No, but somebody <laughs> won a fight, I guess. Maybe somebody won and maybe somebody and, and And like the nigga used to have gummy worms that were half eaten in his pocket all the time. Like you could, like that's the thing. If he, if he had his mom around more, that wouldn't be a thing. No. Like, he, like the nigga would fully, and I'm from Seattle. The nigga would come over to my house from his house and have sand in his shoes. <laughs> he ain't been nowhere with sand. He went from his house to my house, take off his sure. shoes, and would pour out an Aladdin <laughs> amount of sand. <laughs> but if he had a mom in his life, she'd have been like, check his shoes for sand, for baby. Sand. He'd be like, oh, you, you smart, mama. You All smart. Right, mama. You always make sure I got no sand in my shoes. You know me. I be having sand in there sometimes. <laughs>
But a dad's just like, put your shoes on. We're about to go to G.I. Joe's. What? He's like, Daddy, I think there's... Shut the fuck up. Just get... We're going. We're leaving. I think the moral of the story for both of us here is saying that a two-parent household is necessary, even if they're both gay, even if they're both whatever. But, like, you need two people to put energy into one object. So I'm glad you said that because there's a bunch of elements of these studies that does talk about that specifically. So they're they're not always saying specifically that you need, like, the father so much as you, you need, need two you need two people but they won't call it just two people because they're homophobic right like right. they're not they don't want to encourage you to as you put it go out and suck some dick and then find the for, person for a, Bir- you... for a Birkin bag yeah exactly so they they're saying like it needs to be a man and it needs to be a woman otherwise you're going to turn into a homosexual pervert basically mm-hmm. uh and so there's all these like i'll read you some of the quotes this dude dennis balcom who apparently is like some sort of social worker argues that fatherlessness damages a male child's self-esteem and impairs their ability to build lasting heterosexual relationships <laughs> <laughs> That you're going to hate that yourself. Gay. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gay person. <laughs> he clearly is wrestling with something Bro, in what, him. What is any of that? What? Furious okay. at the idea of homosexuality so much that he's like, your self-esteem is low and you're never going to build any relationships with heterosexual people. Like, self-esteem is the reason why you get into relationships. Lack of self-esteem is the reason why you get into relationships. You think you're I like, got married? I need someone- yeah. you, you think I got married because I'm all the way whole? No. Bro, I'm like, I got gaps in me. Bitch, fill them. <laughs> <laughs> Fix me, please. Yeah, I'm not going to figure me out. I'm just going to come in the room and you go have spaghetti ready for me. And I'm going to call that educating myself and self-reflection. Going to sleep with my own thoughts is breaking my spirit so let me eat your pussy every night (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather rather give you brain than think about who i am if i eat your pussy i ain't got to think about me and i'll be fine or my regrets or woes or wondering who i am as a man all i gotta do is rub this lady's feet and make her pasta sometimes exactly uh here's another fun quote from from these dudes uh uh kurt freund not freud freund and uh ray blanchard Oh, they're about to say some smart shit. I'm fucking with them. Oh, I love go. I love them because they commented together. That means they're just both. This nigga had his right hand on the keyboard. The other nigga had his left hand. They're like, we about to get these gay niggas. Hold on. Oh, uh, we about to team up. <laughs> we about to jump their ass. Hold on. <laughs> Could join twins, niggas. Kurt and Ray suggest that fatherless men rely on love from other men, emotional and physical, to conquer their sense of inferiority and worthlessness. So essentially, that's not crazy. That's not crazy. Well, it's exactly what you were suggesting that they put a dick in their mouth because they didn't have a father's dick at home. Yes, (laughs) that is. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair argument. And and dick could be a metaphor for a bunch of shit. Dick could be Drake wanting future to come and do a a song with him. Sure. Dick could be uh, me befriending dykes because i don't understand the, uh, what uh, i can't say that ooh, oh ooh, no it's ooh, on the recording now no 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 <laughs> i Radio. i told you guys do, before do, he's do, my do, most do. problematic man <laughs> he did not fail to i, to I can it. i can say the d word i got dyke friends so. <laughs> <laughs> but no i take your point that like that there's drink. a there's something that happened to me without having my dad that i'm so attracted to lesbian women being my friend but Drake hangs out with Future because Dennis Banks didn't want to hang out with him when he was a young boy. So he wants the same most Same with Jay Prince. Same yeah. with Birdman. Same with, like, you can pick out any dude who's a little weird who, like, 
needs other men to fuck with what they're doing. And you can just go back and be like, oh, this nigga ain't had no daddy. So he's doing his metaphorical dick in making What a Time to Be Alive. Yeah, I hear that. That, that was just a father and Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> this was just future playing catch with, with another Yeah, that was man. a future playing catch with little Aubrey. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this because I think that that you know we we've sort of, we've sort of unpacked where this all comes from and it's mm-hmm. hetero, it's homophobia from a hyper heteronormative sort of cast of people. What do you say? How do you respond to the famous people that we know who grew up with single moms and did not fall into this mold? Do you know what I'm saying? The Jay Z's of the world, the uh, Kevin Durant. How do you explain who Kevin Durant is? The Jay Z is. Under these circumstances, Kevin Durant doesn't brush his hair. Ah, Kevin Durant tweets people because his feelings are hurt, and he's a seven-foot multi-millionaire basketball extraordinaire. There's so much weird with him, but these are all very like. And I'm not saying feminine. I'm saying the traits of someone whose backs against the wall and have the hardships of raising a child by themselves. A mm-hmm. single mother or father, whoever else, just someone who is at their wit's end would raise someone that would always be distracted by someone being like, this nigga Kevin Durant is a bitch-ass nigga for going right. to motherfucking <laughs> Golden State Warriors, fucking bitch-ass nigga. And then he's logging in at midnight like, what you say? Kevin yeah, Durant's a beautiful yeah. man. If and he, he don't got a brush his hair no that would, He wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just needed two parents. Sure. Jay-Z so, yeah. stabbed his brother. Uh, shot his brother. Worse. <laughs> if there was shot a daddy in the house, if there, a was a, man. If, if there was a dad in the house, they would have put the gloves on and handled it like a daddy would have made sure they handled it. Right. But that nigga only had a mama around, and she, by the way, she's gay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're proving, but I'm excited. Not just, just throwing everything out there. Hey. It's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> you know nothing about that. Go off. I don't know what you're proving. I don't know, you, man. I think you these went are weird. Ex- I think all of these examples proves the point that two parent households are a lot more effective in creating a whole person. And sure. a whole person to certain people means not gay. Right. <laughs> and maybe maybe that's the, the biggest issue is that society for years has taught us that gay people can't be whole. Right. And now we're seeing obviously gay people can be whole in fact they're probably the most whole they don't rob, they had to they do a harder steal. fight they had to go against a harder thing gay people are all the way whole there's only like three gay people we can even like refer to that commit crimes do you know what i mean like there is uh jesse and that dude from uh six degrees of separation and that's it but do you know who commit the most amount of crimes mm-hmm. closeted gay people oh like I, I think a lot of these niggas who won't just accept that they're gay Go out and hurt people, go out and hurt trans women, go out and motherfucking right. steal, go out and motherfucking murder, because they don't want to sit there and be like, hey, I'm a nigga who sucks dick. Right. So there's like a lot of issues that come from the fact that people can't be fully realized. And I think those people do a lot more damage to the world than anybody else. Yes, I agree with that, that this is uh, a lot of Aaron Hernandez energy being thrown out Boom. into the world. Boom. Uh, and nobody will actually wrestle with it. So they're just like, these little gay kids are the problem. And it's like, I don't know, man. It's probably you who's yelling. Yeah. And Aaron Hernandez had a two parent household and was raised to just he, he probably had some poverty here and there, some issues there. here. But the nigga was just a gay nigga who didn't get to be gay. Mm-hmm. And that was why he did what he did. Yeah. So let these niggas be gay. Let them be gay. And also, stop dressing your kids as Nipsey. 
<laughs> it's fucking weird, lady. You're weird, bro. And stop giving kids chains. Right. There, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? There's I, saw, no, I saw a six-year-old with a watch. I almost beat that lady up. There's no five-year-old who's like, uh, who's like, what do you want to be for Halloween, son? I want to prove that the marathon continues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like no, I, I no. just want to be fucking Spider-Man like every yeah. other kid. When Halloween comes along and I see a fucking kid look like Pop Smoke, I'm going to punch my phone. Oh, it's going to happen. They're gonna have yep. They're gonna have the the braids, and then they're gonna have the Virgil uh, background. Yeah, and they're gonna, gonna have walk them, around them big ass fucking veneers that he had. <laughs> Rest in peace, love you, pop. But love still, you, pop. I just I, I think, don't know you, but you seem like a nice man. Yeah, you're 20. But all in all, I think my point stands: niggas be homophobic. Let these niggas be gay. But more importantly, if you are raising a child, please, man, just at least get another nigga in the building, bro. <laughs> Let some friends come Let over. Let some and friends help. come over. Just talk Cousins. to them. Cousins. Don't just be you and that person because all you're going to do is build a mirror. That's And fair. you suck. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> you That's suck. Nice. So don't build a mirror. If you're single and you're raising a child, you suck. And uh... You suck. <laughs> and everything you're doing is null and void. I hate you. Okay, here's a fascinating uh, tunnel that I found myself going down, which I realized as soon as I started to go down it, it was problematic. But I wanted to at least examine if there was any uh, genetic legitimacy to what you're saying. Ooh, right? And so I, like I this. and so this Frogs is where it gets gay. hugely problematic <laughs> is that I wanted to figure out if like, you know, the implications of a gay gene. Right. Or like mm-hmm. if there's any like genetic tracing of where homosexuality comes from, mm-hmm. but where I realized that in and of itself is fucking idiotic is because, number one, our genes are not so uh, easily broken down that you can just pluck one and be like, all right, now you're a real nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's it doesn't work like that. But then the other thing is, is that all the gene tracing, all the people that would even take the time to try to identify the gay gene are homophobes. Right. Right. So it's a bunch of people who already are trying to treat it like, well, if we can, it's eugenics. If we can get rid of this gay gene, then we are in in essence being able to purify. It's asking someone who's allergic to shellfish to make you a crab buffet. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, you don't know how to do this right. This ain't, this ain't your work. Please don't do this. Right. You can't point it out. And it's it's all that. Like it's the part and you know, it goes back to like issues of of American history, right? Is we can't truly trust any of the information we're often told because it's told by a bunch of people who are criminals and monsters and had yeah. no good intentions for us in the first place. Yeah, they edited their tweet. Exactly. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not being straight up. So here we go. It's like, you know, liberty for all, but also I'm about to kick this slave's teeth in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, George Washington told us that liberty for all while he had another man's teeth in his mouth. Uh, in all honesty, a nigga said that. Whoa, wait. Oh, no, no, no. because it came from Because it mouth. came out of a nigga's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Everything George Washington said came out of a nigga's mouth, if you ask me. His nigga was bun biting from the beginning, and he just could He didn't even know it. He knew it, but he wasn't ready he to do it. it. Yeah. No, I don't think he thought of it as any different. I think he thinks of it the same way, like, you know, motherfuckers wear fur coats. Right. It's just, that's how sick they were. They're like, nah, nigga, this is just that nigga's teeth. Yeah. Who, he's who's like, I'm nigga? flexing right now. My property. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Steve has good teeth. 
I'm going to wear oh, it. Oh, yeah, I can't sit in the chair no more. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm right. going to wear Steve's teeth. Right. And I'm going to flex on you hoes. And I'm going to make up some shit about us all being equal. Because bitches like that. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear Steve's teeth and then rape his wife with his teeth <laughs> in my mouth. Like I'm a, a fucking maniac. I'm going to nibble on her neck with his you, teeth. You and be these? like, you like you that, Steve? You like that, Steve? You see what I'm doing to your girl, Steve? <laughs> All right, we're going to take one more break and we'll be back with more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. And we are back that's called motherfucking bars nigga fucking you know nothing about hell that. yeah we're back here with more my mama told me more jack knight we are still digging into that crazy homophobic conspiracy that uh single moms raise gay niggas and we've concluded that you can't be single and expect the kid to grow up okay Unless you get some other people involved. Would that be a fair assessment? Get some other. Takes a village. Takes a village to, to really just figure form this a human. shit out. Yeah. To form a human. So I want to play. Uh, this is now the section of, of time where I want to play a game with you. Are you down to play a game with me? Yeah. All right. This is a fun game that I like to call. 
Homemade Hotel. Yeah, it's called Homemade Hotep. And what we're going to do is take a very normal, everyday, regular fact in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And then I want you to hotep the shit out of that idea, out Mm -hmm. of that fact. And I know you'll be good at this. You love being a hotep more than anybody I know. And so I will present you with a regular everyday fact. And then I want you to go crazy and make it as hotep as you feel it needs to be. They need to make a hotep section that isn't homophobic. Yeah. Like if they make a fraction of hoteps that are like anti-homophobia, I'd be like, I will wear their shirts and hats. Right. I'll fuck with them (laughs) niggas. It's like how there are like Jews for Jesus. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Or it's like hotep for homos, and like, yeah. Yeah, but it's still homophobic because that's yeah. how they talk. But they sure. their intention is to be. You should be allowed to be married and have a good and fruitful life. Yeah, but I'm still gonna call you something problematic. Yeah, but also the white man is making all black women too tall. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so based on what you were sharing with me earlier, mm-hmm. uh, or rather the research that I uncovered in our conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some research and it appears that 76 uh, percent in the black census of 2019. These are people submitting their answers for 2019. Seventy six percent of black people identify as heterosexual. Three percent. Yep. Three percent identify as gay. Three percent identify as lesbian and seven percent identify as bisexual. And then there's four percent that identify as other based on that information. Break down those numbers for me. First of all, all of it is wrong because black people don't, don't do the census. All censuses are created and manufactured by the white man. If you ever notice, if you ever get a census, you'll fill it out and then you'll send it to who? And they'll the white man? What? The white man, exactly. So I'm just and then they to do white stuff to it? And they do white stuff to it and they get to say that 76% of us are straight. Actually, maybe, we don't know, if we actually did the math, maybe 99% of us are gay. Mm-hmm. And Go the 1% on. of us that I'm be listening. talking shit we just be outside saying whatever the fuck we be saying. But in terms of believing stats and mm-hmm. numbers and ideas themselves, you're a coon. You're okay. A, if you're a, I'm if listening. You, if you believe any stat or number or idea or, or <laughs> wait, research reference. Wait, pause for a second. What's up? If you believe any stat, yeah. any number, yeah. any idea. That isn't done and conducted by black people. Yeah, you're a coon. You're a coon. Yep. And and for our listeners who might not be familiar, explain a coon, break down a coon for us. A coon is someone who dances for the white man, bleeds for the white man, kisses the white man's toes, the white woman's toes. Um, it's evolved since the mm-hmm. days of the, the earliest conception of a coon was like a Flip Wilson or a Sammy Cook Jr. These are these are uh, early Sammy on. Sammy Cook Jr. These ain't even real people, motherfucker. What's, you mean Sammy Davis Jr.? Sammy Davis Jr. See, Sam Cook a... was a beautiful man who sang but, but, beautiful but songs. That that was I didn't believe his name because I was told that name <laughs> by a white man. So I'd be jumbling the words around. Again, this is sure. a white man's language, so I, I don't speak it very well. I speak my language, right? Which fluently. Is... Uh, which Swahili. is just making up other niggas' names and combining yes. them with people who didn't do anything bad to you in the first place. What is Ebonics? Uh, I don't know. You're going to tell me, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, but I genuinely believe that if you just fully at face value take any information conducted by white people as fact, you're, you're, you're a blaring. If you don't know what a blaring is, it's a black Karen. 
that's fair. I do think th- I think there's some legitimacy to the argument that like we now know enough to know that these motherfuckers niggas be lying. Been, they've been lying to us. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. how they get you. That's how they get you. And so we we can't sit here and just take at face value everything that's being told mm-hmm. to us. To suggest that every single idea is uh cooning is a wild statement. Okay. But okay. I'm excited to join this. you in this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If I have a revolver, yep, and I put five bullets in that motherfucker. Uh huh. And I shoot one, and nothing comes out of the gun. Will you believe the white man if there's no more bullets in that gun? Okay. Well, you mixed a, a metaphor in a way that I'm not sure that I can trust. Even would you, if this. I pull the trigger again? You pulled. You packed this gun. But the white man the made trigger, the gun. But the white man made the gun, and, and the, the white bullets. man, and the white man is the one assuring me that that gun will not fire anymore. You're already answering the wrong question because what we have is two, a black man shooting another black man. Oh. And this is the situation set up by the white man. Oh shit, man! You did. So that's how they get you. Oh, you ain't thinking, man. bro. Man, you are spitting some knowledge here. Hold on. So you saying mm-hmm. that that the fact that I even considered the possibility that another black man would injure another black man, I'm already thinking the white man's exactly think. I'm already trapped in the white man's trap. If a train leaves the station at four thirty. <laughs> If a train in, in, in Tampa, Florida leaves the station at 4.30 and makes it to Vancouver at uh, 7.30, who created slavery? Right. <laughs> Still the white man. All right. So it don't matter when ta- that train we, got there. Then why are we talking about trains? Sure. Well, okay. So how do you deal with even time? I don't believe you, the time. You're telling me about, about the white man's time, I believe. No. 7.30 is 7.30 in my calendar. Mm-hmm. You use Aztecs. the calendar to, to check your, your clock. Exactly. So February 3rd is 6 p.m. in <laughs> Pacific Western Northern Ebonics time. Okay. Right? You feel me? So like say, yeah. say like, like the white man will call it 541 p.m. Right. Right now, right? Like a sicko. I, yeah, but I call it today. All right. Because you're present. You're here. Because I'm here it with don't my matter. people marching. Yeah. Brianna Taylor's murderers <laughs> are still free. At at the white man's five forty one p.m., Brianna Taylor's killers are still out there. That's the only time I tell. That's the only mm. time I tell that when these niggas are in and or out of jail. It's before Brianna Taylor's killers are arrested and after. Exactly. And, and we only before right now. And honestly, with the white man's hands, we will only be before we'll until be we're before. after. But only we can be after. Sure. Only we could put ourselves after if we're not before. Because okay. right now we're here. Before yep. the after. I'll be honest, you hot up the shit out of that. <laughs> Cause I didn't get none of it. I'm happy to be here. It's that's, uh that's that's cause you got the white man's blood in you, bro. I do. I have that dirty white man's <laughs> yeah, blood. Yeah, that dirty in me. white man blue blood in you. <laughs> I don't you know be, what I'm gonna you be do. Eating, with you be eating pumpkin seeds and drinking their water and shit. Yeah, LaCroix are good. They're pretty. LaCroix are fucking disgusting. You don't mean that. That's mad water. Because it's spicy? Yeah. It's got them little bubbles in it? It's like if H2O is just screaming in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. Nigga, sit down. Go down my throat. I love LaCroix. I will say I was uh, devastated to find out that they were putting the roach spray in their drink. You were devastated by the white man being the white man? 
Yeah, you know, there are times when you just forget, and maybe this goes back to your point that the white man is always present and always doing his thing. But there are times when you forget that, like, oh, everything is menacing. Everything is evil. And you Mm -hmm. just want to relax and be like, oh, this nice drink where they tell me it tastes like pomegranate is a safe thing to enjoy. And they're like, nope, we put roach in there. Go ahead. Right. That's what I'm saying. If you listen to this, and you a closeted gay man, which you're not because you're on Langston's fucking page. So you're, <laughs> you're probably you're, very out. You are insanely out. You're so out that you ain't never even seen the closet, bro. You came out. <laughs> you, you had two parents the... and they encourage you. Be bro, free. Go you, out. Yeah, you so gay. You forced to be a C-section. That's how fucking <laughs> I don't fuck with pussy like that. that is, Take that me out. Gross. I am coming out this bitch ear. <laughs> No, I think there is a, a fair amount of legitimacy. I think that's where like that whole Kyrie uh, conspiracy came from, where he Which was one? claiming the one where he was claiming that the earth was flat, blah, blah, blah. I think part of him was trolling. Right. But I think his greater point was like question. Yeah, yeah. They taught us a bunch of shit that ain't we can prove isn't real now. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we listening to them about everything for? That's the that's the shitty part about the whole thing is like even questioning them they've the earth is not flat i'm not even gonna go that way no not at all yeah but Kyrie's uh, a dumb man but he's good to question he's right to question he just questioned the wrong thing yeah he's he hasn't reached all the steps to Mm -hmm. realize what's worth questioning and what's Mm -hmm. worth just letting live Mm -hmm. and so he's just like going to point at everything and be like that's evil that's wrong that's blah 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 and it's like no somewhere along the journey you'll grow up and get a championship without LeBron, and then you'll be like, oh, I can oh. ask real questions, not just... Oh, that makes sense. Saturn's around, the moon's round, the sun's yeah. round. We're more than likely probably round. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. They're not just making that up because it yeah. doesn't have any gain for them. Or does it? Or does it? And that's where I get confused because I don't actually know what the potential gain would be in telling us that the Earth is round instead of flat. Because if you, if you go on the other side of the flat Earth, that's where the rich is hiding all their money and where they're going to go when the world ends. Oh. Don't know, haven't researched it. I don't care about flat earthers at all. Right, but that's I, the argument. Is I that, think that was, that was one of the many arguments is that the other side of the earth is where they're planning to escape. Hell yeah. And why can't we just walk over there the same way that they apparently have? Or have they flown over there in spaceships or some shit? I, I, after that first, that was the first paragraph. Right. So I went, no, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go watch YouTube videos of Takashi Six Nine making fun of niggas. Right. That's that's a sentence where you go, uh, check please. I've, yeah, I've, I've had enough. All right. I yeah. get the I get the I get where you guys are going. No. I, I see I see what you wanted here, and I I personally am not the one to tell you uh, absolutely not. But for me, I'm gonna leave. It's like the wayward uh, conspiracy theory where uh, what's what's the name QAnon? Yeah, QAnon. QAnon believes that wayward this furniture company is naming their Wayfair. Wayfair, yeah. sorry, Wayfair, thank you. Are naming their, is that what it's called? Wait, is that yeah, the Wayfair. Yeah, Wayfair yeah. is hiding children in cabinets and, and dressers and shit and they're naming it after them. And what they were women, doing is specifically. women, children. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would like put the name of the kid and raise the price and that's how you buy the kids when you come pick up the cabinet or whatever the fuck. And so what I did was like my friend truly believed the theory and I just went Hurricane Katrina and then looked up a girl missing named Katrina. <laughs> and i said they're smuggling children in hurricanes <laughs> and she was just like whatever nigga all right well, <laughs> well if you're gonna play wrong then i ain't gonna play with you no more 
like you're being you're dumb. dumb you're wrong but it's see, okay that, that one was so fascinating because they part of the thing that they were suggesting was that okay these items are identical to the ones that we're seeing in other spaces right mm-hmm. they're selling these cabinets that you can buy on amazon or or fucking over stock or whatever it mm-hmm. is and it's identical but they're charging literally thousands of dollars more on wayfair then explain when you go to Target and then when you go to motherfucking uh, The Gap and it's the same shirt, but The Gap got it for $25 more. Are exactly. They hiding, are they hiding fetuses in that motherfucking V-neck, nigga? No. <laughs> <laughs> you Which, know what I mean? Like, shit again, just be upped because Amazon is cutting the market underneath. But I was about to say, I think the, to, to your larger point, the questioning is correct. You should sit there and go, this is fucked up that Wayfair thinks they can charge me tens of thousands of dollars for a fucking cabinet that I could buy for way cheaper somewhere else. And you should know that that's a a flaw of capitalism or a strategy of a bunch of rich people trying to take advantage of you. They're like, nah, they fucking babies. (laughs) (laughs) They fucking the babies. That's a whole kid in that motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) It's fucking the real answer isn't as fun. Right. Conspiracy theories and all of this shit. As a person who came, I'm fully from the world of, I used to watch hours and hours and hours of YouTube videos about the Illuminati. And I truly believe that bills, Congress, Senate, presidential bills were all passed with Rihanna's period blood. Like there was no world where I did not believe that was happening. (laughs) I believe that Beyonce, to this day, I believe that Beyonce is a cyborg and that they have the real Beyonce uh, tied up in some basement somewhere. Sure. you're getting no fight out of me on that it's one. Very, it's just funner than realizing that it's like, oh, those old white people that wrote this system, we needed to at some point change. We never did. And so it's right. It's, it's <laughs> not as exciting to know that Beyonce is a real person who just never got uh, healthy communication and therefore just seems detached, even though she's hoop, super duper talented at everything she does. But you never so, seen her. She blinks one eye at a time. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it, bro. You got, is, you got the fun is now break down this video where you watch Beyonce's eye blink slightly slower than the other eye, and it's like, oh. and nigga go, ooh, 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 <laughs> ooh, there's a glitch in the matrix. This, yeah, no, it, real shit. I think conspiracy theories are, in a lot of ways, sort of like the choose your own adventure for a life that otherwise just feels like a bad book. Yeah, it's like if yeah. I read this, book and that's why hoteps are so great. End, yeah. This is because they, because they're a black owned business of right. bad ideas. Yes, <laughs> because we haven't been allowed to have bad ideas. We've right. always it's all that black excellence shit where we have to be promoting the best of us and always celebrating every moment. It's like, no, nah, let's just let this dumb dude riff. Let's yeah. let him go crazy with a bad yeah. idea. There was something really, you know, uh, disturbing in what Nick Cannon landed on, but there was something nice in him being like, I'm going to put my reading glasses on and make some shit up and see where it lands. That one bummed me out because I finally did watch it and it's just... He's just wrong. He's wrong and anti-Semitism is just so played. It's corny. It's it's wrong. It's boring. There's so many other... We got to get on these Armenian niggas. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, if Nick Cannon did that whole speech about Armenians, I would have been like, hey, get that nigga back his show. The niggas who be having mirror stores? Yeah, right. bro. Fuck them. You mean those guys who uh, play music outside my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jews, nah, they're, they're great, bro. They made the yeah. goonies. No, I think, <laughs> I think that's the, com- the complication is like we're seeing a bunch of people do a test run of like they're, they're like you said, they're just trying to figure out how to talk, mm-hmm. right? 
and we're watching them test run, but they have too much money or power or uh, owe too much to the white man in the white man's world to be mm -hmm. able to talk freely and say dumb shit and mm -hmm. be wrong publicly. Like he should have known this ain't a public conversation. Go be wrong privately. But he didn't. Because his turban was too tight. That nigga ain't breathed in like 15 years. Well, this has been a, a fantastic time. I've had this a blast. Great. Thank you so much for having you. me on your show, man. I hope whatever you're trying to discover about yourself with this podcast, you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's some deep-seated hatred that you have towards hoteps and black men. I want to point that out as you continue down this journey to destroy us. Thank you so much. I won't figure out anything, and I'll continue to hate you from afar and up close. Hey, uh, Jack, tell everybody where they can find you. Where where can they find you? Or well, I mean, the world is on? over, so I just wait on a couple of projects that are coming out. We got Doomsday Podcast with me and Zach Fox still coming out. And uh, other than that, watch Big Mouth. The new season comes out in October. Hell so yeah. please so tune into that. We got a real good episode for your ass. Um, and a couple other stuff that I can't say here. Beautiful. And uh, as always, you can find me on all the internet stuff at Langston Kerman uh, at, you know, not dot com, although that exists too, just at Langston Kerman. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying goodbye. Uh, like and subscribe, subscribe, write reviews for the podcast. And listen, if your reviews are good, if you write something that is either beautiful and glowing or extremely hurtful to me, I might just read one of those reviews on the show. Some of you have written some things that stings me to my core, and I would love to read them out loud someday. So write some nice reviews and also some devastating ones. And a surprise treat, if you are interested in submitting uh, some fan-made drops or some fan-made fx for the show you can submit those at my mama pod at gmail.com that's my m-o-m-m-a pod at gmail.com have a good night Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.